Hello again, beautiful beings, and welcome back to another Expand podcast episode with yours truly, Elizabeth April. Today, I want to talk about your psychic abilities and why you may feel blocked psychically. It's it's a confusing time right now. I think most of us are expanding and awakening and attracting new opportunities and energies. And then at the same time, I really feel like a lot of us are, we're in it. We're dealing with the shit. We are confronting all of that shadow side. So it's a lot, not to mention we're still trying to to eat and pay the bills and deal with this fucking insane inflation that's happening all over the world. It's clear that the bubble has got to burst at a certain time. So back to your psychic abilities. Now, I've said this before, I'll say it again until I'm blue in the face. We are all psychic. I don't care if you identify as an old soul, a young soul, a starseed, a human, Uh, It doesn't matter. You're psychic. It doesn't matter how old your soul is or if you came here on a mission or not. You are psychic. And I know that for a fact. And the reason why I am so certain about that is because we all have interdimensional DNA within us. That is the missing link. And it's not just one species. It's many many, many from all over this galaxy, all over the universe, came to this planet for a very specific reason, essentially for the grand plan, for this beautiful hybrid race that is meant to bring peace to the universe, is meant to really be the unifier of of the all, of the whole. And that's us. And how laughable is it that we are supposed to be the unifier of the entire universe? And we can't even freaking unify ourselves within ourselves. But of course, you know, we're at this place before the Great Awakening, before the Great Expansion, So you're all psychic. You all have it within you. And I kind of want to define being psychic for a second here. I want to say that being psychic is essentially the process of tuning into the non-physical world. That's, That's what I want to say about it. It's the ability to finite our senses and connect with what we can't necessarily perceive with our own five senses. And that's why psychic abilities can be difficult is because it's not tangible. It's not tangible in the way that we're used to being tangible, if that makes sense. Now, if you were a very empathic, very sensitive, very tuned in kid, then you're going to have a much easier time tuning in as an adult. The reason for that is when you were developing your own neuropathways and your functionalities and your interactions as a kid, part of your interactions included and involved the non-physical world. And so that's already hardwired into your brain. If you were pretty grounded, if you were pretty physical, especially those who suffered from abuse, Um, neglect, or just a lot of fear and fight-or-flight frequency, then you're going to have a more difficult time tuning into those psychic abilities as an adult. 
because those neuropathways aren't necessarily there, it uh, doesn't mean that they can't <laughs> they can't develop because I do believe that we have that flexibility within our brain no matter what age you are. Now, likewise, I do want to mention something else that I, I tend to find within myself and others. If you did grow up very sensitive and very tuned in, you actually may have other issues in reconnecting as an adult because maybe you were shut down, maybe you were bullied, maybe you were made fun of, maybe you were um, told that you're making shit up, you know, or a liar, right? And and I dealt with that. You know, there's a lot of this, you're lying, you're lying about what you're you're seeing and experiencing. And for me anyway, as a kid, that really kind of forced me to shut down. And sometimes that can be so damaging that as an adult, for pure safety reasons, we don't want to open up again. We have a hard time re-experiencing that stuff, okay? So, I mean, there's there's so many things. It's hard to say this is what you need to do to open up your psychic abilities. However, <laughs> there is, without a doubt, one thing that I would recommend that everyone do— in order to open up and work with their psychic abilities. Before I get to that one thing, that's kind of a universal thing that will help everyone, and I know that for sure, I just want to talk about a couple other aspects. Now, although so many of us on our spiritual journey, that's that's really what we want. Like, I know for myself back in the day, there's this almost like a yearning or a pining for psychic abilities. And when I think back to where I was at at that time, and I ask myself, why did I feel like I need that so much? Why did I want that or desire that so much? It does come down to one thing. And it's kind of this energy of proof. As long as I have these experiences, I am proving to myself that I'm not actually crazy, that I'm actually tuning into something that's real. The problem with, uh, there's multiple problems with that, but part of the problem is that no one else can see what you're seeing. So that that opens up a whole other door of ridicule and persecution, a feeling of not you know belonging or fitting in. And luckily, deep down within yourself, you're unmoved. Like, no one can tell me that aliens don't exist. Like, that, I'm so unwavering in that because I've had not just one, not just two, but a multitude, a variety of many different types of experiences with ETs to the point where that is a fact in my reality. And that's why I don't blame anyone or feel like I even need to convince anyone of that fact because it's kind of like you need to have your own experience in order to validate it within your reality. The other issue with wanting psychic abilities to prove something to yourself that, hey, I'm not, I'm not crazy about this, you know, these feelings that I have, I'm experiencing it now, is that you have this energy of proof, right? I got to see it to believe it. 
And a lot of the times you're held back with your psychic abilities because of this energy of proof. Well, I need to prove to myself that I am powerful. I am tuned in. I am good enough. And the more and more you put the pressure on yourself to prove that or the attachment or the expectation, uh, the less, in fact, it, it will actually happen because that's a very low vibrational frequency mixed with something so high vibe as in experiencing what you're capable of. The thing that I would would probably want all of you to think about that I've thought about throughout the years is why? Why do you want psychic abilities so badly? Once again, I believe we're all telepathic, we're all psychic, we're all tuned in, we're all clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, precognitive, blah, 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 all the fancy words, right? But why? <laughs> How is that going to improve your life? That's a question that we just simply don't ask enough. I guess if I answer that question without the the answer, my initial answer of like, well, it's going to prove to me that I'm not crazy, I'm not dying, I'm not, I'm not fucking weird, I'm actually just tapping into the entire universe. If I put that aside, I would say for me, psychic abilities allow me to stretch out the full capacity of who I am. It allows me to like breathe easy almost. It allows me to be all aspects of self rather than just one aspect of self. And even if I were to say the words like it validates my existence or it validates my questioning, I really truly believe that even the energy of validating or needing something to be validated can also lower the vibration overall. It's kind of like it's got to be a pure intention, right? In order for me to be the freest that I could ever be, I would like to experience all aspects of self, which half of those aspects include the extrasensory abilities. So I implore you to ask that question. Why do I want these abilities? What is my intention behind them? Because most likely one of your biggest blocks is the intention that you have. And the fact that your intention may be low vibrational for something that you want that's high vibrational. And then the other thing that I think blocks us from the psychic abilities, and I kind of briefly mentioned this before, is fear. And specifically fear of not being safe. Because maybe you were tapped in as a kid and you didn't feel safe. But more likely you were tapped in in many other lifetimes on and off this planet but mostly on this planet, and didn't feel safe. It wasn't okay to be different. It wasn't okay to question. It wasn't okay to be tapped in. So to understand your intentions, to reaffirm your own safety, are all really important steps. Now, I do have a workshop out there that's actually called How to Be Psychic, and it's pretty great. I've got a bunch of really awesome workshops. I've got a Breakthrough Reality. I've got Quantum Human. I've got a Love Attraction Workshop, which is awesome if you're looking to find your partner or if you're looking to kind of reevaluate your current romantic partnership. You know, check out those workshops. They're amazing. They usually come with either a meditation and an hour and a half to an hour presentation. So those are those are really awesome. So here's the the one thing, the biggest thing that is kind of the truth for everyone, which, you know, I, I can usually never say that about anything. That one thing is going to be 
the universal truth. But in today's society, without a doubt, it is. And the truth that I'm referring to is distraction. The reason why you are blocked, the reason why you are unable to fully tune in to your highest vibration and all of the gifts that come along with it is because you're just not focused. You're distracted. And that was the key for me. So back in the day when I started to reawaken, because I was pretty like tuned in as a kid, shut it all down, brought it all open again, you know, when I was 18, 19, and I went away to university. And for me, you know, my psychic abilities started coming back through past life regression. And it wasn't the act of putting other people into a trance that brought me back into it. It was the act of putting myself into a trance. And a trance or a hypnotherapy is just a very creative word for being in a relaxed state. That's all that means. When I'm in trance, I'm just relaxed. And what I truly learned, what the biggest takeaway was from past life regression, was that I was able to let go of this reality. I was able to separate this present moment from all of the moments that ever have been before and ever will be again. So if you don't know, if you've never gotten a past life regression or a hypnotherapy session before, it takes about anywhere between 30 to 60 minutes, on average, probably about 45 minutes of just putting someone into that trance-like state, of just putting someone into that relaxed state. And what I learned from my dad was that you start at the top of the head, you move very slowly all throughout the body, all the way down to the tips of the toes, the ends of the feet, and you make them really relaxed to the point where some people actually fall asleep. And uh, when I was doing this kind of meditation on myself at the beginning, I would fall asleep all the time. And I remember talking to someone who was uh, either like a practicing monk or, you know, someone who kind of dedicated their their life to meditation. And he said, oh, it's one of the great evils of meditation, which is sleeping, apparently. And I'm like, oh, I could totally relate to that. But you you really are. You're just so relaxed. You're like, oh, I could take a nap right now. And I would do that often uh, until I learned how to basically drink a coffee and do meditation in the, in the beginning of the day. But that's the key. What does a trance-like state allow you to do? What does a relaxed state allow you to do? It allows you to no longer be bothered by the ongoings of this reality. What is the opposite of a relaxed state? An anxious state. It's where all cylinders are firing. It's where there's this little light in your head going, wee-oo, wee-oo, something's wrong. And you don't know what it is. You don't know what's happening. You don't know if it's your elbow or your job or your relationship or your bank account or your freaking foot. You know, you don't know. You don't know. It's like you're on high alert. And that's, that's my interpretation and impression of anxiety. And I've been there. I felt it, especially this past year, for whatever reason. Once again, I don't know. <laughs> Life is good. I don't know why it's coming up. And so if you think about where you're at in your own life right now, just listening to this, I want you to ask yourself, 
am I in more of a relaxed state? Or am I in more of a hyperactive state, an anxious state? Where do you fall? Like, even when I think about, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it depends on the time of year and just what's going on in my life, but I would say 60% of the time I'm in a relaxed state, especially when I'm in the woods in the middle of nowhere. And then I would say 40% of the time I'm in the anxious state. I mean, of course, it doesn't have to be binary. Like, it doesn't have to be all one or all the other. You know, sometimes you're just kind of neutral or you're just coasting, you're just experiencing or whatever. But I want you to ask yourself, where are you at most of the time? And most of the time, I would say probably 80, 90% of people, even in my community, almost especially in my community, it would be the anxiety state, you know? And when you're in that overpowered, overwhelmed anxiety state, it's like we're, we're on that high alert. It's like we feel like something's wrong, even though we don't know what it is. And talk about distraction. Now, that's just an anxious state. Say you don't suffer from anxiety, and I'd say congratulations, because you are a rare kind, you know, to not suffer from anxiety. And there's like a whole, that's like a whole podcast episode in and of itself is the anxiety. But here's what I'd say, right? Beyond anxiety, every little fucking aspect of our life is filled, filled with distraction. Let's just talk about your phone for a second. How many times do you tap your phone to see if there's any messages or notifications or fires that you have to put out? You know, long are the days that you leave work and you leave work at work, especially if you're an entrepreneur. There's, there's, there's no such thing as a weekend, which in and of itself is really beautiful because you're like, bah, I'm taking Wednesday off <laughs> and I'm my own boss, you know. But same thing now with a lot of people actually working at companies and corporations and, and doing a lot of their work remotely. You're still checking your phone. You're off the clock. You're not getting paid for that check of, of the emails, but you're still on it, you know. You care about what you do. Even if you work in an office, you come home and you're still kind of glued to the notifications and the fires and the whatever. Not to mention social media, especially if social media is your business. Luckily for me, like, I don't really care about the views, the likes, the comments. It's, uh, I'm just in a place where I appreciate every single individual person who comes across a video or a podcast episode or a blog entry or whatever, right? Which is cool. Um, you got to be in that place, I think, to really be, feel liberated from social media. If you don't work on social media and you still care about the views and the likes and the comments, oh my God, stop. It's a lot of time and energy wasted in, in caring about how other people interpret you or how many people, quote unquote, like you, right? That's, that's, it's once again, its own podcast episode. And then we go to a different kind of distraction as well. I call it a sensory distraction. It could be the rumblings of your stomach. Ooh, I'm hungry right now. Or it could be the birds chirping in the background or the, you know, your neighbor mowing their lawn or there's all these distractions in our life. And 
every distraction that I mentioned, whether it be on social media, inside our own body, like a pain is a, is a great example of distraction, whatever those distractions are, they bring us into typically reaction. You're reacting to the distraction. You're engaging in that moment. And we could look at it as being really present. Way to go. You know, you are, you're present. You're in the moment. You're, you're on it. You know, you're, you're on the awareness of, of all that is going on. But what happens is it takes us away from the primary aspect of self, which is your soul, your vibration, the all that is you. It is only when you tune in to this vibration where you open up those doors to everything that's possible. And when do you really give yourself that opportunity? I mean, I could only imagine with kids. Not only are you trying to work and take care of the house and feed your kids and you know, bring them to soccer practice and ask them about their school. Like uh, you're trying to take care of yourself at a physical level. And now, now you need to freaking meditate. (laughs) And it's funny because I think at the beginning I had such an aversion to meditation because it was such a, a basic thing to say, oh, just go meditate on it. You know, go meditate for three hours a day and find yourself. And to me, I'm like, that's not realistic. I don't even have kids right now. And that's not realistic right? But meditation is the key. And for me, my belief, what I've practiced, I will say at the beginning of my exploration, I had to sit down. I had to take the the 30, 45 minutes to put myself into a trance, to separate my reactions, my attachments, my distractions, my grumbling stomach, the cold air in the room, my pain, the pain in my back. I had to, to remove myself from all of that to get to where I needed to go, which was a clarity of mind. And in that space of nothingness and everything, I could ask a question. And when and only when I asked the question did the answer appear. And then you have to discern if it's a you know, pure vibration, not so pure vibration, all of that stuff. But we can't channel if we're distracted. I remember I, I got hired to do psychic readings, oddly enough, at a drugstore. I don't know how this even came about. So I was doing readings for my university and there was this like kind of corner store, drugstore right beside my university and I think I went in there and I said, yeah, I'm a psychic. That's what I do, right? Whatever. And they said, oh, well, we could always do a promotion around Halloween and get you in. And so what they basically did was they said, uh, whoever spends $30 in the store uh, gets a free psychic reading, right? And so could you imagine, right? I'm just starting off doing these readings. I'm I'm not even fully comfortable calling myself a psychic at this time. And this was like kind of like my first big gig. And I was there and I was I was giving these mini readings to these mostly university students who were coming in. And there's like commotion, there's talking, there's people yelling, there's, you know, the registers getting rung up, there's people walking around. I mean, Everything that you could imagine as a distraction was just there. And I'm like, how am I going to do this? Just remember sitting down, sweating, just trying to concentrate so hard. And at a certain point, you get to this kind of zero point frequency 
And it's like all of that disappears. It's very similar to, have you ever had the experience where maybe you live beside a train track or you have like a clock that's really annoying and it freaking dings every, like a grandfather clock. Both my mom and my dad have one. It's so annoying. Every 15 minutes, do, 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 you know, and, uh, but, but eventually the noise goes away. Eventually you don't hear the train passing. You don't hear the clock ticking. And all of those things just disappear. We have that capacity within us. It's the same thing with your nose. Like, it's an actual fact that in every moment you are seeing your nose. Your eyes are seeing your nose. And yet we just block it out from our vision. I mean, what else do we block out? (laughs) But truly... Can we utilize this ability to block out all of the noise, all of the distraction, and really tune into what matters? Really get to a place where you're just in zero point. And I'll tell you right now that it's really difficult to go into meditation and to go right into trying to channel information. What do I need to know right now? Who are my spirit guides? What does the GFL have to say? Oh. <laughs> if you're still like, if your phone dings and you're trying to channel and you're back and forth and you're not fully centered, forget about it. And to be honest, it's dangerous. Like, um, this is going to be a bad example, but, um, you know, think about a propane tank, right, that you have for your barbecue. And think about you're trying to start the barbecue, but you're also trying to have a conversation with someone at the same time. And imagine the conversation being the distractions in your life and imagine the propane tank being your ability to concentrate and open up to the ethers. And see, oh, you turn on the propane tank, you're trying to light the barbecue, but you're having this conversation at the same time. You're distracted, you're back and forth, back and forth. And all of a sudden it's like whoosh, Your eyebrows are just gone because you weren't paying attention. You left the door open and some shit happened, you know. The propane tank just went off. And unfortunately, this is what happens. If you're distracted, if you're not giving yourself the proper amount of space and time with a lot of patience, then you're leaving this etheric door open. And when you leave the etheric door open... And you just move on with your day without doing the proper third eye closing, closing the door, cutting the cord, grounding yourself, then that's when you get prone to psychic attack. The only times that Nat ever gets attacked anymore psychically is when she is really curious at night and she starts channeling and opening up all the doors and then she just falls asleep. She just passes out and all night long. She's like, oh my God, they were everywhere. And I'm like, babe, I've told you, you have to close the door. You have to shut off your abilities. You have to get grounded before you go to sleep or else you're just an open vessel. And that can be very dangerous and detrimental. And it's the same way. We need to learn how to properly open and properly close. And that's why I made the decision from a very young age that when my physical eyes are open, I am present, I am here. 
when my physical eyes are closed and I choose to open my third eye, I get to experience all that is. And sometimes when I'm hungry or I'm thirsty or I'm tired or I'm cold or I'm really hot, right? Um, and I've got the distractions around me or, and not usually, but or maybe I'm dealing with some sort of drama situation in my life and my emotions are all kind of roused up, it can be much more difficult. It takes me a much longer time to gain access to the information. It really depends on where I'm at in my state of being. So that's it. That's why you're blocked. Probably a variety of reasons, but I really implore you to get back into yourself relax your mind, quiet the distractions, and remember that you are naturally psychic. You can do this, but give yourself the right vibe. Give yourself the right energy to do it in an appropriate way. All right. That being said, make sure you review this podcast. Give me a five-star rating. It would be super appreciated. Uh, Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, subscribe to my YouTube channel. And I don't know if you can hear my stomach grumbling, but I'm definitely hungry. And uh, yeah, check out my workshops. Check out my elizabethapril.com website. Uh, There's so many beautiful offerings, all at really reasonable prices. I've got a bunch of courses out there. And uh, yeah, they're, they're amazing. They're amazing. I really do stand by everything that I've put out and believe that it is working in the highest potential vibration to help you get to where you need to go. And that being said, have an amazing rest of your day. As always, I will see you in the fifth dimension frequency.